It was the heat of depression. It is hot out here. <laughs> and guess what? As many people have started to point out, the Simpsons, you know, always rife for templates. Yeah, probably going to be the hottest year for now, but the coldest year for the foreseeable future. So buckle up, boys, because not only is this episode going to be spicy, but existing is about to be spicy for the rest of <sighs> our lives. Sorry to the future generations. You're going to be born into, like, pain. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be out the womb sizzling on a skillet. Oh, Lord. They bring the bring the yeah. baby fresh out the womb right into, like, the frying pan. This uh-huh. uh. Instead of embryonic fluid, uh-huh. we're just going to birth you into a frying <laughs> pot. Got to put some Crisco on that pan. They forgot to Crisco that pan. Oh, oh that baby sticking. Oh. <laughs> oh, that baby sticking. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. That is so graphic to imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I hate now. babies. Get them out of there. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, they're gross. They're so gross. For the first like year of their life, just... Bleh. Yeah, I mean, they are just aliens, you know? Oh, they're so freaky and ugly. Welcome, everyone, once again to Show Dependent. It is the podcast that exposes our codependent tendencies with the things that we love, how they shaped us into who we are today, and whether or not that relationship has changed. On this week's episode, we have decided together to pull the curtain back a bit. Enough with the stage names. My name is Eddie, aka Victor V. Sweet, and I will now let my partner do her thing. Hi. You may know me as DJ Vivich, but you can just call me Kayla on this podcast now. <laughs> well, there you go. There you have it. Now you I get know, to know right? us. It feels weird. It feels like we're in an episode of Scooby-Doo and we are the villain capitalists, but that'll never be us. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled off my face to reveal my face. Oh, wow. It's the same guy. Oh, no. Yeah, I just figured, you know, it was time. It makes sense for this. Yeah. So, hey, how you doing? And it's better for us telling stories about our lives if we don't have to constantly be masking right so it feels more personal let you know who we are and all that now that we did that how you doing i'm okay yeah i'm hot i'm recovering from residual heat of being in the sun all day yesterday Ooh, that radiation be hidden oh my god you just sit i was laying in bed just radiating yeah you You can can feel it on your sheets oh hate it summer's the worst man it really is Oof. it's the number four spot of the top four seasons agreed absolutely i think it's time that we get into twilight breaking dawn part one and part two yes they decided to do the harry potter thing Mm -hmm. and split up the final book into two movies was it necessary no no did it feel like they definitely forced this? Absolutely. Yes, it did. Let's get into it. I'm going to start my first exposure by giving you yet another update. We're full of it in week three. <laughs> but I wanted to start by saying that we are going to change this whole first exposure thing up just a little bit. We're still going to give you when the film came out, the year, and you know, sort of what happened to us in that year. But I felt like because I hadn't seen Twilight at all when it first came out, 
I think it's important to also talk about when we first watched that film. For sure. Whether or not it was the year it came out. Because oftentimes, you know, you don't watch films when they come out in the first year. Mm -hmm. Especially ones in the past, you know, 90s, early 2000s. I was a child. It was hard for me to be like, hey, mom and dad, you want to go spend all this money for please, me to watch? Please, please, And then they'd be like, no, we got we got that movie at home. And you're like, no, but it just came out. That doesn't make any sense. Hey, we got McDonald's at the house. Ugh. But I know that's not true. Yep. We're not Richie Rich. Yeah, we weren't living in the streaming universe. Dated reference from Eddie. All right. That's okay. <laughs> Let's get it started. I still started. love you, even if Thank you are you. considered old by Gen Z standards. That's enough of that. <laughs> I love you too. Let's get on to Breaking Dawn Part 1. It came out in 2011, and Part 2 came out a year later in 2012. Big years, because the world was about to end, right? Right. I don't know if any of you remember... But 2012 is when, what, the Mayans, the Aztecs? Yeah, that was supposedly when the Mayan calendar ended, but that was just a misinterpretation. All ancient calendars ended when colonization showed up. I mean, technically, like, like, don't calendars always end? Wait a damn minute. (laughs) Right? You're telling me the world's going to end at the end of this calendar? You're done. That's it. It's the end of the world. Felt like everyone was living it up. Oh, my God. You know what I just resurrected a memory of? What? The phrase, like a boss. Oh, Everybody yeah. was saying like a boss in Probably like 2011, time, right? 2012, I think. So it was a great time in the world, for sure. <laughs> I was I was a couple of years into college. I sort of figured out, hey, man, you kind of got to focus a little bit more if you uh, ever want to get out of this college thing. That's going somewhat well still today, so that's good to know. The whole world was getting into the next step of entertainment. Mm-hmm. It was, in fact, comics. Yeah. Superheroes. This was when these things started getting big because guess what? Harry Potter ended the year before, Twilight's about to end, and everyone saw The Dark Knight, they saw The Avengers, and decided, hey, Eddie, all that stuff you liked when you were a kid is cool now. Yep. It's mainstream. The Zoomers are going to love this shit more than they probably should. Yeah, definitely. Did I watch Twilight at this time? No, I did not. But I did watch it about three years ago. When Kayla said, hey, we're going to watch these movies. I didn't give him an option. I said, we're watching these movies. (laughs) And I said, all right. I'm not, you know, a jerk. You're a romantic, too. So I think you were kind of intrigued by that aspect of it. A romance. (laughs) A romance. Mm -hmm. And I remember enjoying these the most, I believe. I think the last one was fun because people were just fighting and I did not see the book. So I was just like, damn, all right, people be popping off. Squaring up. These these heads be flying, man. (laughs) (laughs) Did it stick at that time? Not really. But I could say I watched all the Twilight films, which is an achievement in and of itself. It is in my heart anyway. Thank you. So thank you for going along with this. Not only once, but a second time with this. So thanks. Always. I do it a third time. Oh, wow. He's in love with this franchise. Oh, yeah. Not as much as your parents. Uh, Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, that kind of rolls into my first experience with these final two films. So I was approaching a semblance of emotional stability. I know it's unheard of because as far as you guys know, I'm just a walking disaster but that's okay because i'm i'm starting to plateau at this point (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah everyone loves a good plateau you know how you know you're getting better mentally 
when you start really getting invested into show choir, <laughs> which is what I was doing. <laughs> when every day feels like, oh, this is fine. Yeah, I was just fine. I felt okay. I was really into my show choir scene and having a blast. You know, my love for Twilight was kind of dwindling at this point because I was becoming more invested in real world relationships than fictional ones. Oh, growth. I know, right? Like I was becoming a person instead of just a fucking loser. But I had a best friend, which was pretty cool. I had like a person that I started hanging out with all the time. She introduced me to anime and we started watching that together and I was living my best nerdy life. I was at a good spot, still looking real cute with my short Alice hair. And I was feeling pretty good about life. It was a high point compared to the previous two years. So that's that's great news. Yeah, this feels like the exact opposite. You know, last episode you were, yeah. I am depressed. <laughs> I'm eating burgers dipped in ketchup. Just patties dipped in ketchup. And now it's like, oh, I'm kind of... You're like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I got a life now. Yeah. I was in the heat of depression. But now I'm in the cool of... Monotony. Monotony. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just kept myself as busy as possible so I wouldn't slip back into my depression. It works. It works, you know? I definitely still went to the midnight premiere of both of these films and I had a great time with my friends. I have nothing but like positive memories associated with these last two films, especially the changes that the films made to the book. And I was really happy with those changes. So yeah, it's a good time. I'm ready to talk about it. I am ready to talk about it as well. Really briefly, though, I did want to say Midnight Premieres. What a time. Oh, my God. Do you remember Midnight Premiere culture? It was, yeah. It was so when fun. When it was not really a thing. Yeah. And then it became a thing. And then they jumped the shark yeah. and said Midnight Premiere, Wednesday night at 7. Yeah. For a movie that comes out on Friday. Friday. That ain't no Midnight Premiere. Then it just sucked all the life out of the fun of going to Midnight Premieres. Because mm-hmm. I went to the Midnight Premiere of, I believe, every film except for Twilight. Because I wasn't allowed to go because Mm -hmm. I was too young, apparently. But but I went to every following premiere after that. And it was so much fun because you got to like sit on the carpet of the dirty cinema with just like a bunch of freaking nerds that are all about... Is that free popcorn under that chair? Oh my God. Ew. There's so much popcorn under movie theater chairs. I know. I was talking about the floor outside of the theater. Oh, I guess you're right. Well, you're waiting in line. Ew. (laughs) Well, hey, you've all been waiting for Mm -hmm. this recap. Let's get to it. Twilight Breaking Dawn, part one. Wedding bells are ringing, baby. You mean wedding bellas? (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. That's the only dad joke I'll make today. (laughs) You got it out of the way early, guys. But they are expensive. Oh, my God. The night before the wedding, Edward says... Hey, Bella, I used to, um, hella murder people, but they were always criminals. Even though I only killed bad guys, I still think I'm a shitty person. Again, he was for sure saving women from terrible crimes that were about to happen to them. Jasper and Emmett show up, take him on a bachelor party hunt. So I know all them, uh, all those big hunters out there are very excited about that. Whoop, whoop. Jabalos aren't hunters. Or maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know. Bella has a premonition of her and Edward killing everyone at the wedding. Charlie and her mother show up. They get emotional. Bella walks down an insane aisle at her garden wedding. Tyler is nowhere to be seen, despite us seeing everyone else in the town there. 
So uh, that's a bit suspicious, Charlie. <laughs> when they are wed, they kiss, and it is like no one else exists. Wow. Edward's cousins show up from Alaska, and right then and there, one of them gives the hairy eyeball to the wolves and says she hates them for killing her lover, Laurent. This is important for part two. Edward gives Bella the surprise of Taylor Lautner being there, and Bella and him dance, but Taylor gets super mad when he is told by Bella that Edward is gonna dick her down. But not because he's jealous. No. No, 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 because... Edward's dick game is way too strong. So strong, in fact, that Bella will die. And she hears this and says, I want it even more now. We cut to a Volvo with the label out, being driven by Edward, and they go to Brazil. Honeymoon time. They pretty much start banging right away, and Edward is nutting so hard the bed is breaking. But Bella is fine. At least it seems that way until she starts showing bruises and some cuts, you know, some small marks. Edward says, nah, you ain't getting no moss dick from me. <laughs> Somehow, it is revealed. Was that supposed to be Portuguese? <laughs> yeah. Somehow, it is revealed that Bella is pregnant, which is surprising in many ways. But here are two of the surprising ways. One, if Edward is a vampire and has no liquid in his body, he is undead, how is he nutting? He has semen? Two, vampires were not supposed to be able to have babies. So they panic. They fly back to Forks. Edward pretty much turns into that dude who says, Hey, you pregnant? You take care of it, right? So Bella calls pro-life Rosalie, and they decide <laughs> she keeping that baby. God damn it. <laughs> Everyone else hates this. The wolves want to kill that baby. Taylor Lautner turns against his tribe to protect Bella. The vampires are so thirsty, but they give their blood packs to the baby. Edward tells Taylor, hey, if Bella dies, you can kill me. Bella's body is disgusting. She is looking like Hercules at the end where he dives into the souls and just turns into a prune. And the baby decides hey guess what i'm gonna fold bella's spine like a damn binder <laughs> to say i'm coming out right now jesus christ <laughs> edward gives bella a c-section but it looks like bella's dead this baby folks i cannot tell you enough this baby is absolutely terrifying just ugh, the worst baby i've ever seen in my life Taylor Lautner goes in and imprints on this baby. Edward pumps Bella full of his venom, and it doesn't seem to work until Bella opens her eyes, and they are a bright red. Dun dun. Anyway, <laughs> now that everything's red, the intro to this film actually takes everything from red to white because that's what's happening. She is having the venom penetrate all of the cells in her body, and she's officially a vampire, which is pretty sick for her, considering she finally gets what she wants. And she's super strong, super hungry, and super horny. But before they can get to the banging, they have to go hunt, because everyone knows you're not you when you haven't sucked a mountain lion dry. Jake is happy for Bella and Edward, but mostly happy that he has someone to have sex with in the future. And not only a baby... But an ugly, horrifying, and 
horribly rendered CGI baby when in reality they could have just like had a normal 18th month old baby just on set but nope they they went the scariest route possible oh boy did they (laughs) Bella is pissed that Jake has imprinted on her daughter and is now being called Nessie and she's about to beat the shit out of Jacob Edward is loving this She eventually calms down enough that the Cullens can just gift them a brand new house to like exclusively have sex in. Just owning a house? Just owning a home? Sounds insane. No, the sex, whatever. The a home? Mm. Uh, In this economy? Right. Wow. What is that like? I, I probably never know. Now it's time for us to provide some bullshit excuses to somehow make this make sense to Charlie you know, who's just been sleepless this entire time because he thinks his daughter is dead. But they want to be able to tell him without breaking too many laws. So Jake decides to take his pants off and reveal himself to Charlie and turn himself into a werewolf. So the wolf's out of the bag. They somehow come up with the decision that to explain away Renesmee's existence, that they will tell him that it's actually Edward and Bella's niece that they decided to adopt at the ages of like 19 and 18. Yep. Perfect. As you do. Yeah, uh, you know, it's right out of right out of high school. That's the move. That's oh, the move. Oh, those kids, those kids are ready to take care of a life. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, they've got a home, right? Yeah. Must be nice. Anyway, somehow Charlie accepts this bullshit and everyone's happy for like 10 minutes. And then Irina the woman from the Denali clan up in Alaska, the cousin that got pissed at the wolves, she so- shows up and immediately decides to narc about the existence of this baby to the Volturi, which uh, really ruins the-, the vibe they had going. The Volturi are coming now that this news has been delivered to them, and they are going to kill the Cullens. And as soon as Alice and Jasper find that out, they leave, <laughs> which means they must be up to something. But it's time to call on the troops. Where in the world are semi-reasonable vampires? You know, because there's there's some good ones out there, right? Oh, yeah. There's yeah. always some good ones. And and my favorite one is being Rami, who we love. Rami Malek. Rami Malek, Malek. of Night at the Museum fame. Fantastic. Good for him. He's an elemental and really the only extra vampire I care about. This is just X-Men as vampires. Bella reveals that she's got a shielding power, which is great. And then we have a battle. And then we're hit with a swerve and we're shocked. Then we get a deus ex machina. And we we find out, like, this is not a unique situation. The Volturi back off. And we get to live happily ever after in the meadow. And that's how the franchise ends. Woo. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it ends sweet. It's a very, very nice ending. And we will talk about how nice it is in a little bit. But since you've gotten the recap, let us get to our talking points. What is important about Breaking Dawn? What moments stick with you? Mm -hmm. Would you like to take the first one? Sure. Let's talk about bad boy Edward. Mm. We love a dark aesthetic. He's getting ready to be Bruce Wayne all the way back then. I'm telling you, we were, we were right in episode two calling that little, or I guess it was episode one, 
talking about how he just really wanted to be a bat. Yep. You know, he's like, I got to become that. He That's has he to wanted. become the Dark Knight. Yeah, Edward essentially, he admitted to Bella, I'm only going to kill people if they're bad people, which is yeah. a good justification, I think. Yeah, it's. Uh, I did not see the show. I maybe have referenced, referenced it before here, but it's like Dexter. Oh, yeah. Where he is a murderer of murderers. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who only kills bad guys. And, you know, say what you want, but seems like Edward, again, was pretty much saving mostly women from being sexually assaulted, murdered, yep. both. Mm-hmm. How is that a bad thing yeah i don't know you know uh, i don't know i guess he shouldn't just be murdering dudes that's what justice is right yeah but what is justice but the justification (laughs) behind it or you know he didn't try to justify it but he kind of explained his reasoning at the time was that he can read minds so he knew these people were going to take action exactly yeah Yeah, so even more he knew that that nosferatu looking guy Mm. Yeah, that ugh. he killed first was thinking, I'm about to do something terrible to mm. this woman. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So it makes even more sense that he knows what they're doing. He yeah. knows they have ill intent. Yeah, but it's also, it's justice without action. Because those people never actually right. carried it oh. out. Which is the issue that he ends up kind of having. He's like, the logic was kind of flawed because they never actually committed a crime. Minority I, report. Yeah, I, I don't understand the reference, but okay. <laughs> I knew you would. I was raised Mormon. I never exactly. saw that movie. <laughs> there you go. They didn't allow Tom Cruise in the Mormon church. He's a, he's a Scientologist. Not allowed. <laughs> That's a different cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Anyway, but yeah, that was his justification was that he he knew these people's thoughts. And if he had to kill somebody or wanted to kill somebody, at least it was going to be somebody that was going to do more harm than good in their life. Right. But even then, he couldn't justify it. Yeah, he still didn't feel good about it. Edward is all about just hating himself. I mean, same. (laughs) I'm getting better at not doing that, but understandable. I think it's also, I think it could also possibly tie into the religious guilt that he's been raised under. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, in his mortal existence, he was kind of religious, and then he was born into Carlisle's family. So there's something there too because Carlisle was raised by a pastor and so this whole thing of the soul is very important to him. Yeah, these are things I didn't think of. I was just thinking, hey, Batman, (laughs) take him out, dude. My parents were murdered in an alleyway. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. They were killed by the Spanish flu (laughs) and I'm a vampire. No, Batman. (laughs) The Spanish flu came in and ripped his mother's pearls off Mm -hmm. and then just killed her in two weeks yep yep (laughs) before we go to the next point do you know that the alley what the alley was called where his parents died bruce wayne i don't know like sad murder alley or something called crime alley oh my why the (laughs) hell were they walking down crime alley because it was a shortcut well the waynes are dumb fucks hey don't do that (laughs) that's robert pattinson you're talking about not him just his parents (laughs) well hey if we want to talk about crime, crime, we want to talk about police. There was someone who was very much missing from this film and the previous film. But it's very blatant in the wedding scene where everyone is there, but Tyler 
the black teenager who almost killed Belle in the first. Yeah. Who Charlie hates. Yes. He is gone. He's vanished. He's the only one who's not there. Yep. Charlie, now I got some questions. Oh, no. The cops supposedly, you know. Charlie, what did you do to this boy? We need to check the gun room. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) He built a new room. We called it the Tyler room. Oh, God. It's a bit strange. Bella, you didn't ask no questions? She's cons- She doesn't even know. Bella would not know. Do you think Bella honestly cares? No, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Bella's 100% the uh, the family member who... <laughs> My dad's a cop, so it's fine. Like, cops aren't bad. Like <laughs> I don't want to take it there. But, and it's very sad. I apologize to the woman I'm about to allude to. Oh, yeah. You didn't know. It's not your fault. You're not going to hear this, but it's not your fault. But it's very much like the BTK killer's daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Bella would be 100% oblivious to anything Charlie was doing. Any murders he committed, any serial killings. She would be like, well, if it's not a werewolf or a vampire, then I don't care. Wow. Yeah, I went there. Fair enough. What I'm saying is Charlie did something and I need that spinoff. Tyler's gone. Yikes. Yeah, and he ain't never coming back. Aww. And he didn't even do anything wrong. He almost hit someone with a car. Almost. It goes back to what you just yep. said. He didn't do it, Charlie. Come on. Well, he's dead in the basement now. So. <laughs> Let bygones be bygones, you know? I suppose. Speaking of family members. Nice transition. Thank you. It's really sweet that we get to have like this mother-daughter heirloom cute passing on the family traditions thing and we just get the dirtiest look from rosalie when she looks at bella and she's like bitch you're killing your mother Mm -hmm. you're breaking her heart by choosing to be a vampire you idiot you are the dumbest person ever i hate you so much after she literally like curled her hair she's Mm. probably still got the hot curling iron in her hair and she's like "Ooh, i'm gonna do it "Mm -hmm." i'm gonna do it yeah because she gets mad at her because very very briefly bella's mom says oh i can't wait for you to have a granddaughter it's gonna be so cute a and daughter nice. or and yeah a sorry yeah <laughs> for you to have to a daughter <laughs> for me to have a granddaughter and then rose that's when she looks at her like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are who you are you gonna give that? this comb to this beautiful comb <laughs> from grandma swan with the sapphires in it which is your birthstone because you were born in september yeah. Those are expensive stones. They're very expensive stones. I have Damn. I have the same birthstone, so there you go. You're right. I'm bougie, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like Rosalie's just like, mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I thought, you I thought idiot. So. Now, now you're thinking a little more pro-life now, aren't you? Ugh, God, speaking of haters. <laughs> oh, my God. Jessica I, is such I a hater. I hate the haters, man. She, again, in this movie shows that, Anna Kendrick. Hey, Sometimes it'd be your own friends. Oh, definitely. Because ever so briefly at the wedding, she says, well, you know, it's no surprise that they're getting married so young, you know, because Bella's got to be knocked up. Mm -hmm. Girl? Yep. Like you so perfect. She's like slut shaming Bella, the Mm -hmm. most virgin ass virgin in the room. Exactly. It's like, what? Jessica, you're just jealous because you never got to get dicked down by Edward. Exactly. She wants it. And she alludes to it yeah. in her... She had to like settle for Mike Newton. 
You're like, Scr- oh, oh, too- chameleon man. Yeah, eyes too far apart, <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> I'd be upset if I were her too. Now, actually, Jessica, she's justified. I like how in the notes you wrote, got <laughs> you wrote KO'd, like knocked out instead yeah. of knocked up, oh, which is KU. <laughs> I don't know. Bella, why I did that. Bella and Edward squared <laughs> up and he knocked her the hell out. I legitimately KO'd. I legitimately thought about it for like two minutes, like, hmm, KO'd makes the most sense, right? Because it's knocked up. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and I just took a, we can edit this out, but this is just so funny to me. Cause in your notes, you said, Oh God, where was it? You wrote terrifying, but you spelled it Terry fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, typos. Oh, we love them. Anyway, Anyways. get back on task. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. <sighs> I didn't want to forget about that because it's funny. That's fine. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> anyway, Edward's D game. Lethal. <laughs> <laughs> his stats, his intangibles. Oh, my God. It'll be Dick just, game. Lethal. Yeah. Edward Cullen, 17 years old, six foot one. One. What, however many pounds. Intangibles. <laughs> Dick game. Insane. <laughs> Lethal. <laughs> I can't stop thinking of it that way. Also, like when he gets erect, it's like cocking a gun. <laughs> 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 and that's why the semen does the blur. It's oh got a silencer Lord. on it? Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> it goes so fast. Oh, that's horrifying. Oh, my goodness. But yeah. l- literally, like, I know mean, oh, it's a meme, and it's in, like, the commonplace, you know? Like, I think some some girl made a vine about it, like, a, a few years ago, but she right. was like, Bella really ready to die for that dick. Honestly. And I mean, respect. Respect. That's wild. Like, you, gotta, you, you gotta respect you, both. Like, it had to be his dick. Like, you couldn't have, like, bought a toy and just, like, gone from there? No. It had to be his cock. Needs to. Oh, my gosh. She she saved herself for him. You know, they got married. bitch. Now now it's okay. But you have to respect both both players in this game. I know, I know. They agreed to play by a certain set of rules. I just think those rules are dumb. It's just... Virgin culture is fake, so... You're exactly right. Yeah. It was just a tool made up. To manipulate women. Exactly. Yep. There ain't no such thing. Nah. Get over yourselves. Anyway, it, it's it's insane. As soon as they get to Esme, or Isle Esme, the island that they go to their honeymoon on, yeah, it's the, just the like... the green screen? Yeah. They're in a dark pool with a green screen. It's like, we're naked, guys. We're in Brazil, right? Yep. Totally. <laughs> Looks exactly like Brazil. Definitely not a dark pool. Mm-hmm. Just on a lot in LA somewhere. Yeah, it looks great. It's pretty bad. They get straight to fucking, and good for them. Oh, yeah. But not good for Bella. But good for Bella, until it's not good for Bella. Good for her, but also not, you know? Yeah. She gets the bruises, she gets scratches, and yet she still wants it. She likes it rough. She really does, which is why this bled into... That's right. Yeah. Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades of Grey was a Twilight fanfic. That's crazy. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. All of it comes back together. She wanted to die for that dick. She was that's willing. The old, that's the ultimate BDSM commitment. Exactly. Fellas, get <laughs> no, you. No, don't. Fellas, no. get you a woman who's willing to die for that D. Or a man, you know, whatever Whoever. your preferred partner. Get you someone who's willing to die for that D. 
can you like sign a contract like are there are there relationships that entail that like what do you mean like legally could you consensually kill someone? Because I don't think that's a law in America. Because I think in foreign countries, it's kind of legal in some such it circumstances. It has happened before, yeah. yes. Where someone said, I'm willingly dying because yeah. I want to die, you know, because like I want to be killed. Suicide. Yeah. Via it has sex. happened before. And then the person ate the guy's right, body. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, it has happened before. The guy went to jail still, but he got out and he's now like out living i think he's still alive hmm. but yes it's and weird no <laughs> i understand but it was in and i'm not Europe, trying to like further the the shaming of like kink culture because oh, no, that's not what this not is about at all it's just a no, weird no, no. i was just wondering hey it's, it's true yeah yeah anyway she was ready to die yes she was i have to mention yes i had to put this note in okay because it was very evident in Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2 mm-hmm. that the Volvo sponsorship, the product placement, was on, in full effect. Oh, absolutely. The Volvo always showed up looking clean, just got detailed, immaculate. The label was out always. Mm-hmm. And I just have to add that in both of these films, it felt like they did a mini car commercial. For sure. It had to be in the contract because they always showed someone driving as if it was a car commercial just driving in a scenic route Mm -hmm. for like 10 seconds and nothing really happened yeah there had to be something contractually involved in that also side note i can't remember if my dad made this joke or i did but i always would say that edward would be riding in a volva instead (laughs) of a volvo because i don't know cars and i like didn't know a lot about the female anatomy because the american (laughs) education system has failed me and you know now i can educate myself and figure out what's real and what's just abstinence bullshit (laughs) nice 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 vulva (laughs) oh oh my lord but yeah it was just like i accidentally i would always say it It was like a freudian slip i was like he's in a vulva volvo volvo it's a hard word to say, okay? And I have to add also, I was correct about the Volvo commercial yes. with Twilight. You were. Go to the website whatdrivesedward.com for your chance to win a Volvo. Mm-hmm. And a trip and, to Italy? And two tickets to Italy to see the premiere of break or Breaking the premiere Dawn. of Twilight New Moon. Oh, it was New Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, New Moon's almost out, y'all. Go get your tickets. WhatDrivesEdward.com Also, that website is gone. It's completely defunct. I tried to go to it. It's gone. So, Bella gets pregnant. How? And it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Again, Edward is an undead vampire. Yes. They have no liquid. No. Humans have liquid in their body. Yeah. Vampires have none. Except, I guess, semen. I, and venom but i was like i think if i oh, remember they do have venom, they have venom. Yeah. but that's like the only i think that in the first book they may have tried to explain like what happens to the food like if they poop it out or nothing i don't know because like mm. edward in the first book he like eats food in front of bella and she's like would you eat it and he was like uh sure and then he <laughs> ate it and bella. she's like well what's it like and he's like well could you eat dirt and she's like, yeah, I could eat dirt. And he's like, well, that's what it is. So I think they may throw it up. Hmm. Because sometimes they're in situations where they have to consume stuff. True. I think they just purge it. I think they just vomit it up or something. Anyway, I, it makes literally zero sense why he has cum. Yeah. And not even like cum, but like legit. 
like the good, the good good, enough right. to like get you pregnant? That's insane. Yeah, and potent enough to get her pregnant in two days. Yeah. Something like that. Vasectomies don't always work, everyone. <laughs> Please go get checked after you know, your procedure. If you got a vasectomy, just make sure you make sure it was done right. Make sure you do the checkup. You got to do the follow-up appointments. Mm-hmm. You have to do your follow-up appointments. Because much like Edward, you may think you're shooting blanks, and good lord. You have a fully loaded shotgun in your pants. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is it's so got a good funny. Spread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Edward got that good spread. No, Bella got that good spread. Mm, it is so funny Ew. seeing Ugh. Edward's reaction to oh, Bella he's being pregnant. In absolute shock. He for one freezes for a good fifteen minutes. I mean, he's a vampire, so that's baseline for him. But like, even <laughs> he makes making he just, look. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, you sure is mine? Just, just pure <laughs> panic mode. Yeah. Oh my god. He one hundred percent. I joked about it. He one hundred percent pretty much becomes that deadbeat guy. Yeah. Who says, essentially, you're gonna get an abortion, right? Yep. You're gonna take care of it, right? Yeah. I'm not having this baby. Yeah. He gets so aggressive near the end of the first. I mean, half. in his defense, this thing is actively killing her. So, you're right. I but mean, doesn't but that... all don't all babies do that? <sighs> I mean, I can't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't speak from personal experience, but I, I'm nauseated on a baseline. I can't imagine like what morning sickness would do to me. Like, right. woof. Yeah. But he, Edward just literally wanted to be a daddy, not a dad. Mm-hmm. And then he made that jump in a matter of days. And he was oh. like, um, this He's is not like, in the I'm plan. Only, I'm only 18, man. I can't be no kid right now. I'm a kid myself. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, he's 107 (laughs) or whatever at this point. I really wish he would have leaned more into like, I'm only 18. I can't take a kid. I don't even have a job. He's claiming his (laughs) immaturity right when he needs to be mature. That's right. Perfect. Insane that they pull an abortion theme into this. Uh, I can't believe we went pro-life in the the 11th hour. Mormonism, pro-life. Who would have thought? Oh, my God. Oof. She immediately calls Rosalie, who is just pro-life as they come. Uh, yeah, she's like outside of abortion clinics, just like rioting, mm-hmm. just verbally assaulting people on the daily. Right. Oh, so, so cool Yeah. of people to do that to other people. Really just makes you look so pious and good when you're yelling at a vulnerable teenager who possibly could have been assaulted and does not want this pregnancy, doesn't want to be reminded, and yet you're there yelling that God hates them or something, because that's really what a God would want. Or just like a person in their late 30s going to the clinic to receive like medical supplies. Oh yeah, because... And routine services. Yeah, Planned Parenthood... Is not just abortions. No, they do a lot of stuff, especially for women's health and child health, too, to, like, help young moms and just, oh, fuck. Anyway, we need to move on before I get too Either lefty. Way, it's <laughs> pathetic, you know? You need, we need to, uh, well, what's the term? I want to say legalize it, but that's not it. Legalize it? I mean, it, it's illegal in some places, yeah. so... We yeah. just need full We need to get religion out of politics rights. is what we need yeah. to do. But that's not going to happen. Want you women to be taken care of. Like this whole time, Bella is just struggling with this parasite just rapidly growing in her body. And she's extremely weak. And not for a second does anyone think, hmm, well, it's half vampire, right? Maybe it wants some blood. Right. And that's why she looks so gross is because the blood from her tissues is being consumed by the baby. 
And she can't keep food down because she's going through morning sickness. It's what your heart does when you don't feed it. Yeah. Her body's eating herself. Her baby is eating her body. And no one, none of these vampires, Carlisle is what? Almost a thousand years old? Yeah, he's pretty old. This man, I granted they believed that this could not happen. Yeah. But this man has been a vampire for For such a a long time. time. And he not once thought, oh, vampires, we drink blood. Maybe the baby wants blood. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. And somehow, again, this seems to happen a lot. People are just lucking into answers. Like, Mm -hmm. because Jake is the one that comes up with the idea (laughs) as a snide comment. They joke into so many solutions. I know. It's like. <laughs> what if if, if one of you blood? just like actually turned your fucking brain on for half a millisecond, we might get some answers. Wait a minute. <gasps> Wait a second. Vampires a vampire. like blood? What? Oh my god. And then she gets to just chug down raspberry smoothies for like oh. a week. Ugh. Meanwhile, the the rest of the vampires are like this fucking bitch. Jasper's over there in a the corner dry. just <laughs> They're just they got cotton mouth like <laughs> yeah. twitching out. They want to Jasper drink had to all leave immediately. Yeah, Jasper's like, I, I can't like, handle this. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Insane. Wild. Last thing here. Yes, quickly. The baby names are garbage. Oh, so fucking bad. EJ. <laughs> EJ. Edward Jacob. I'm going to fucking... Can you imagine having a friend EJ? That is the whitest shit I've ever heard. You would heard. just call him EJ. 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 That's my dog. I mean, right I there. guess what's the alternative? Edward? Ed Edwub, Jamward. <laughs> EJ is atrocious. Also, you're just gonna name your kid letters. Yeah. Or is it spelled E J A Y? Shouts out to all TJs out there. <laughs> all JJs. Your I mean, name's just letters, man. I mean, no, but that's not actually their name. Usually, like I don't you're know right. somebody no actually named right. TJ. You're right. It's just funny. Wild. Anyway, and then Renezme, oh, which is it's fine. It's fine, but it's still dumb. Like it's don't like just mix names together. What are they a tag team? Yeah, they like a WWE tag team. Yep. So dumb. Oof. This movie is full of just stupid ideas. They love it. It's great. Another somewhat stupid idea that worked very well was we had a wolf meeting. Oh my god, I forgot about this. It was it was so sort of mind blowing. Yeah. Because we just see Taylor Lautner take off. He turns into a wolf. Yep. All the wolves follow him. They no, you got you gotta do that. He he hits a awoo. Awoo. Then everyone shows up and we get wolf meeting full telekinetic but sort of weird like <sighs> Yeah, there's like a weird Breathy we have breathy voices <laughs> when we talk. What? You're a wolf. You're going to protect them? We need to kill this baby. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly what they sound like. Yeah, it's really bad. It's weird. It was weird, but it was also and I guess, fun. I guess they were just like, we haven't really talked a lot about <laughs> the wolves. We should probably like flesh them out a little Throw bit. Oh, a little bone. Nice. In this meeting, the short of it is all the wolves say, hey, we need to kill Bella because that thing is insane, right? Yeah, that thing is going to kill so many people. And then Taylor Lautner just stands up. He goes just full. I am the grandson of Ephraim yeah, Black. Full, full Simba. Yep. And says, you know, I am the king. I am the king of these lands. And then you ironically, will not stop me. And then he ironically abandons his tribe. <laughs> <laughs> I am the king of this tribe. I'm out of here. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. 
It was weird. very fun. You know what's not fun? The baby? This baby. Oh my God. We're Thank gonna, goodness. I'm so excited to talk about we, this we're horror gonna show. We're going to take this right from part one into part two because this, this baby, <laughs> I cannot. It's going to be hard to even describe. I don't know how to talk about it because it's so freaking scary. From the moment this baby is born, they plastered PlayStation 1 graphics <laughs> of like Tony Hawk's face <laughs> onto this baby's body. I. <sighs> it's hard to even like just do yourself a favor. Pause the episode and <laughs> and Google image search twilight breaking dawn baby baby and the results they speak for themselves find it on youtube this baby whoever greenlit this they deserve to be like haunted never produce greenlight anything in hollywood again because this baby is the worst looking baby i have ever seen in my life it's such an uncanny valley representation of what a baby is it kind of reminds me of, you know, like the Renaissance paintings of when painters would try to paint cats and they're like, what's a cat? <laughs> what does a cat look like, like? I think it's oh, just like a is, furry human. It's just like a furry <laughs> quadruped human with an old man face. Uh-huh. Horrifying. That's basically what happened to this baby in this franchise. It's just... It's so scary. And we haven't even talked about the animatronic baby yet. No, we, we will in a second. But <sighs> this baby, the CGI is so jarring. Because they they 100% just put what I think was a green mask over a baby doll. Like a baby doll, yeah. And then just put on a full-grown woman's face Uh, on this baby. It does not look convincing ever. It is, in fact, so unconvincing. It is so jarring that it pulls you out of any suspension of disbelief you have. Yeah. You know, I'm watching Twilight, there's vampires, and yet you see this baby, and you're, you're, like, <laughs> you're all of a sudden reminded, wait a minute. This is bad. Maybe I need to change choices I've done in my life. Yep. Because I'm being confronted with my own mortality. It's so scary. This baby is, every single time we saw it, we made a note that Oof. was like, this baby sucks. Yikes. I was. I looked at my notes. Five minutes later, this baby's scary. Oh, yeah. No, I have like five notes in my notes, and it's just like, yikes. Yeah. This baby is horrifying. Holy God, why did they let this happen? And it doesn't get any better. You would think as soon as the baby hits, and this baby rapidly grows. Yeah, that's like what the baby does. Because it's a vampire, half vampire, grows super fast. You would think by the time it's a toddler, they would have, I don't know, gotten a toddler yeah to play the baby it's not like child <laughs> actors aren't a thing right and it's just like yeah you can only have them on set for like three hours a day or something like there are child labor laws i get it it can complicate shooting yeah, but, but this it's baby also does like, nothing it would have been so much better if they would have just like if they had to cgi something onto the baby just make it the baby's eyes yeah just do the eyes that would have still been weird no but just like you know how they do like contact lenses sure but they're they could do it for a t- like a, a younger child, maybe like a four or five year old. They could put contacts in, not a baby, but they could just like, <laughs> you know, go in post and like change the color of the eyes. But oh my God, they had to do the whole fucking face. Yeah. This baby goes from infant to toddler. Same face. Same disgusting face. Goes from toddler to like four year old, five year old, yeah. six year old, 10 year old. Still with the same gross it's so weird. demon face 
that just oh. And then by the time they finally get like the actual actress that plays young Renesme as like a ten year old or whatever she's supposed to be, you're so desensitized. You are expecting to like see a horror show, and then you're like, oh thank God it's a person. <laughs> and oh, then thank God finally, it doesn't even look like the same person. No, it's like an ineffective use of CGI. Because it's like, like if you were trying they... to make it look consistent, you failed. Yeah. You just failed. Because you t- went from nightmare to different nightmare to different nightmare <laughs> to semi looking kind of person to a person. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. They why didn't they just take the young actor's face and put her face on it? Then at least it would have been her face. Yeah. But they just did and full then, adult. And then they ruin it again because we get like Alice's vision at the end yeah. where they she sees her grown up <laughs> uh-huh. and it's like this is a nightmare mermaid and then it's person. Still, yeah, like a she gross... looks freaky. She looks like an elf or yeah. something. She doesn't look normal. Taylor Lauder would not want this woman. Uh, I mean apparently he still does. He wanted her in the womb. Oh so Oh my goodness. Blech. Yeah. Well, that's the next point. But we before need to we get, get there, we, get we have to talk about because this baby is so bad. The CGI is so bad. But it was actually the better choice. <sighs> I don't know how, but it is. If you ask the cast and crew because and this is true. They made an animatronic baby doll for this film that creeped out the crew. Like every cast member, the director, so mm-hmm. much that the director said, I can't have this on set anymore. <laughs> Get it out. We'll do it differently. Yeah. They nicknamed the doll Chuck Esme after Chucky. Mm-hmm. That's the energy this doll gave. Yeah. You can go look it up again. Please look it up. Look up Haunted Twilight Baby Doll. Apparently, this doll that someone created in 2011. It's animatronic. It moves. It's an animatronic doll, but apparently it immediately got haunted, and I'm I'm not surprised. No, not at all. Something this horrific, a demon must have seen that and said, like, my God, I'm scared. That's my I, vessel. I need to get in there. That's thing. my vessel right there. Because Forks, the city of Forks, bought this animatronic doll, so you can go see it in for real their, life. For Twilight Museum that they have mm-hmm. in like the center of town. And people who work at the museum have said, that it moves positions, it's haunted. Its socks are dirty from walking around. Yeah, it has white socks that get dirty in a like airtight container because yeah. it apparently walks around. This thing is creepy. I as don't hell. know what is so jarring about it. It might be the distance of the eyes, the extremely long forehead, <laughs> and the like unnecessary amount of hair they put on this and thing. And it's got full. I don't know. Just full Fleshy, eyelashes. Just, oh, it's its so mouth is gross. Gross. If you want to like give yourself the heebie-jeebies, please look it up. It'll it'll ruin your day. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, I just thought of it again. Ugh. I can't. I can't even imagine. Because the actor. I don't want to be in the same room as that thing. Yeah, the actor who played Rose. I'm pretty sure I heard it somewhere. She R- said she Nikki was. Reed, yeah. She was so creeped out by having to act with it because she had to hold it so much. Mm-hmm. She was just. She like She's couldn't a, do it. Mm-mm. She called it the creature. Yeah. I could not do it either. I wouldn't be. I, if we were to, you know, just for shits and giggles, go to Forks oh, one day. Oh, we have to. I'm so afraid to see that doll. I'll be like, I feel like it'll sense my weakness and then like <laughs> a part of the demon's presence will come with me. Oh. But, oh, you can swing on the demons. Oh. <laughs> You're good at swinging on demons. Actually, now I'm feeling, I'm feeling oh, safe. I we can do it. punt that little thing. <laughs> 
Get out of here. This is what Edward, this what Edward wanted to do to you. Two things that don't scare Edward. Demons and children in horror films. Exactly. He's ready to kick a kid on sight. I love it. Yeah, you're damn right. In summation, the whole reason they had horrible CGI is because they had a horrible, haunted, animatronic baby doll yeah. that no one could handle. No. It needed to be ironically aborted. Um. Oh, dude, look at that. <laughs> if only Edward had his way, you know? Oh, man. Hey, he loved that baby after. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't have to, like, raise it or do anything or be a father at all because it just <laughs> rapidly grew and just is fine. Another one of Eddie's brief notes here is that when Bella has to get her thirst under control, she's running and doing all this, and the blur effect is slightly better. So we entered the next gen in 2002. Yep. We got PlayStation 2 graphics here now. There so we go. We got an upgrade. An upgrade is an upgrade, you know? We'll take it. You're right. Taylor Lautner goes in and imprints on a baby. An infant. Is it? Why, why Stephanie? It's a confederacy. Why? Confederacy. Imprinting on a baby. Why? why? This is the This is the most outlandish choice in the whole franchise. My mom, when she read this book, literally, and this is not an exaggeration, literally threw it at the wall. Ooh. She was so pissed and yeah. grossed out. It's weird. She was like, are you kidding me? That is disgusting. And I know like that Stephanie like tries to, you know, walk it back. Explain away the creepy nature of it, but it's like Which in this movie is only because it's not the book. In this movie the only thing is Taylor Lautner says it's not like that. That's his only line that yep. sort of tries to walk back and explain and make this not creepy and weird. Yeah, but like if they're going off of like animal instinct, yeah. he found a mate. Exactly. And that mate doesn't even have, like, what? It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. It's disgusting. I hate it. It's weird. Just Stephanie had to make this baby live, I guess. So I guess. It, it was her only way to explain. Because apparently the werewolves will not kill anyone who another werewolf has been imprinted on. Yeah. So that's the only way to say, oh, well, I guess the baby's fine forever now. That's it. That's her only reason for doing it. Yeah. And it was a terrible reason. Also, like, you couldn't have waited for him to... I guess not. I guess not. But it's also just, like, the film did a bad job of explaining... <laughs> like, he literally fell to his knees. <laughs> He's like, oh, God. Oh, baby Lord. got me weak. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I grossed myself out. That phrase is something. Yeah, and then... Obviously, you know, we're we're a quote-unquote comedy podcast yeah. here. So uh, These are jokes, people. <laughs> Calm down. But we get to see Taylor Lautner just uh, the whole time. Just hanging with, like, his future wife. That's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's so weird. That's so weird. He, <sighs> There's a reason people, like, decide to be together later in he life. He buys her gifts and stuff. And then the whole time it's like, this man just grooming this baby. <laughs> But I he's forgot not, we had made that comment. But also he is. Yeah. But he's not. Also, it feels like there's no choice in this. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's he's fate. more... He's, Alice saw it. Yeah. He's more of like an uncle figure to her, like, right <laughs> oh, now. No. Oh, no. I don't want to bring more incest into that. Creepy saying, uncle. No, but it's like Uncle Jake. I think she literally calls oh, him that. Oh, my. Who becomes husband Jake. See, anyway, it's weird. This is fucking... 
wrong. Stephanie, what are you doing? We what have incest. We have polyamory. We have polygamy. No, we don't have multiple wives. No, no, no polygamy. We didn't cross that line, so that's no. something. But you know, since since Taylor Lautner, and I gotta say, you know, my commitment to this bit is unfaltering. It does sort of feel weird to give this man. His yeah, you actual should like name. lay off of Taylor Lautner because he didn't do any of this. It was a Listen, character. The he wolf, played. him, the character. He is um, he sees his wife, who is right now about what a month old. No, not at this point. At this point, she's maybe six or seven. He sees her. He says, this is my wife. I mean, I'm going to marry this woman. But she's only like a month old. Sure, yeah. But, but she looks like she, she's... Sure, this doesn't really stick to my point. Okay. He sees this woman he's going to marry, says, I got to start getting ready to be a father. I need to, you know, I need to be a desirable partner for right. this child. It's time for me to be a Cub Scout leader. <laughs> so he goes, he gets the young wolves and says, hey, let's go get some patches. Come let's, on, kids. We're going to build a fire today. <laughs> we're going to spend a night in the woods. You're going to learn how to tie three knots today. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it, I'm going to make you feel like shit about it and you will cry. That one's the poop loop right there. <laughs> oh, boy. It's just, I don't even know. It's so weird. Yeah, it's insane. <sighs> it's it. I mean, what more can be said? I don't it's think just, anything else can. It's weird, guys. It's weird. No part of it at all is ever not weird. Because even at the end, I'm like, I mean, it's okay, fine I guess. at the very end. I guess. It's fine. It's sweet. Yeah. He got himself a new dad, though. Who? Taylor Lautner. Who's the new dad? Edward Cullen. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> say, hey, should I start calling you dad? What did Edward said- say to that? No. <laughs> he said a big no to that, but... Uh, uh. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to transition from that into this, but I am. Because the movie's rated PG-13. Mm-hmm. The sex scenes in it between... Oh, they're uh, very naked. Kristen and Robert. Robert Pattinson. Pretty spicy. I feel like at this point they'd already broken up. Oh, really? How awkward. That's got to be awkward. But I don't still, know. I could be wrong. These sex scenes, I feel like, are a rated R sex scene. They pretty yeah, much show I'm... most body. They don't show ass. Or tits. I mean, you see, no. like, cleavage, but you don't see yeah, nipple. Yeah, but some rated R films do the same thing. They don't show full nip all the time. That's true. Spicy. It was good. Good for them to be able to show that to teenagers, I guess. I don't know. Or, or <laughs> you know, 50-year-old moms just not getting their rocks. What's it called? what getting your rocks off yeah there we go not not being satisfied by their husbands at home mm-hmm. so they said i gotta go watch these teenagers bang that was oh my god that's literally the jump people made they read the twilight series and then they immediately went into 50 shades which is apparently called what mommy porn mommy porn strange yep let me tell you this though edward again let's speak let's give him more stats yes dick game lethal lethal <laughs> <laughs> No refractory period. No. This man has Infinite. Infinite. He's literally <laughs> never not hard. <laughs> He's never not hard. Exactly. Amazing. Good for him. That Good seems for her. inconvenient. Nah, you know, it's, it's a little weird. God. Just always hard, rock hard. There's oh. conditions like that. Yeah, it sucks. Where dudes will just get hard out of nowhere for weeks. <sighs> 
That sounds awful. Yeah. I can only think of certain... There's a lot of situations where that's... Obviously, most situations are very uncomfortable with that. Yep. Not good. No. But it works out for Bella. Infinite. Which means... (laughs) Infinite. Also, like... Oh, my God. You know what I just thought of? What? This doesn't make sense. What do you mean? He would be able to get... Wouldn't vampires be able to have babies? I don't know. Together? Why wouldn't they? Do the women not have eggs? eggs? But why would the men have semen? That's exactly what I'm saying. Because she's Mormon. Because men are great. They're potent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Disgusting. I mean, dick game, lethal. Lethal. Egg game, weak as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Non-existent. I that would be the only thing. I don't right? understand the justification of vampires not being able to have kids. If you guys do know the answer to this, please let us know. Yeah, if one of you was related to Stephanie Meyer, Myers, whatever her last name is, ask her. Please, just I want to know the justification of vampires not being able to procreate. Mm-hmm. And then she does this. Yeah. Where if a child is turned into a vampire, mm-hmm. they become an immortal child. Which sounds sick. Which sounds cool. It's not. It's fucked up. Because it pretty much... And I guess this could could speak to what Stephanie thinks of children, I Mm -hmm. guess. It stunts their growth and all immortal children are just wild. Yeah. They're they're pretty much feral. They go kill and kill and kill as many people as they can and never stop. They can never be controlled by anyone. Mm -hmm. Not the Volturi. They can't control them. So all they did was just kill all the kids. Yep. Because they will, they are frozen in time. They will never emotionally mature. Right. They can't be rationalized with because they have a child mind. Mm-hmm. Children can't be rationalized. Also, that with. cute, that cute little kid that like went on a rampage in that village. <laughs> I was like, can you blame him? He got dunked in that fire. You, they wouldn't let him have another cookie after dinner. What else was if he you, supposed if to you do? Give an immortal child a cookie. He'll probably want an entire village to go along with it. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You get, Kill the kid. <laughs> you get Dakota Fanning to dunk him in some fire. Seems reasonable. Yeah. I mean, and, I wouldn't want that either. And the Volturi at this point do have a good point. Because yeah. one of their main rules is be conspicuous. Inconspicuous. Inconspicuous. Don't show yourself to the world and children can't stop. They, he would be Fortnite dancing on mm, TikTok. Like, Just <laughs> dancing on a, on a pile of corpses. <laughs> Fortnite dancing on a pile of corpses. Yep, that's him. <laughs> we like Fortnite. We like Fortnite. Oh, my God. Those kids would be insane at Fortnite. They don't have to sleep. They wouldn't no. care about video games. No. Good for them. I'm happy that they dunked all those children. You I know, agree. You, you don't need that Light in the world. Light them up, baby. You don't, need that. <laughs> you don't need that in the world. This is the one kind of abortion we can get behind. Because oh, I guess they're yeah. not babies. Rose is not down. I guess you can't. I guess you can't abort something that's not in a <laughs> vagina or a uterus was, anymore. I gotta say, what is that joke? Mm. I think it's a joke that was going around um, in terms of conservatives, Ugh. where you know how they're always fear mongering and saying, you know, if so and so was president, they're gonna make abortions legal at the age of seven. <laughs> like, that's not abortion. That's just murder. What are you? These doing? are not the same thing. Oh, I misinterpreted what you said. I thought you were saying that seven-year-olds were getting pregnant and having no. abortions. <laughs> I was like, most women are not menstruating. And if an, a child that age got pregnant, that would be... Yeah. Okay, you had to take it there, huh? I didn't. I didn't understand what you were saying. 
I, I understand now that you were talking about killing a seven-year-old and not having a seven-year-old get pregnant and then killing that baby that was inside the seven-year-old. What? What are you talking about? I feel like I just blacked out. <laughs> Carlisle, his whole plan mm-hmm. for stopping the Volturi without having to fight them is to pretty much call up his boys, his buds, get some witnesses mm-hmm. to show the corruption of... The vampire government. Yeah. The Volturi. So, as we said before, this book didn't need to be two movies. No. How are we going to pad that time? Like, the best film sequence in the entire franchise. <laughs> That's how we're going to pad this. Everyone's favorite time filler. A good old-fashioned montage. It's so good. So, we just see Carlisle and the rest of the Cullens travel the world, call people in to the Cullen compound. Is that what it's called? It's their... Because they're considered a coven. Oh. So it would just be like their territory. Either way, we get montage of vampires all around the world. Some of them are British. Some of them are Irish. Some of them are legit Transylvanian vampires. Amazonians. Who do the blah, blah, blah. Yep. Sound like that. One of them apparently is an an elemental bender. I don't know how this man is not the strongest vampire. Rami! I love Rami. <laughs> Our boy Rami Malik is here. He's killing it. He's been in fire, water, earth, air. air. He's the avatar. He is the avatar. Are you the avatar wrong? Jackson Rathbone, why'd you do it? We love the crossover between Twilight and Jasper? Soka. Soka. Why did they have to call him Soka instead of Sokka? I don't understand. That'll be a different podcast. Sounds good. It's it's weird. It's super weird. I mean, I don't know. It's not weird. It's just boring. Because it's like, we don't care about all these extra characters. A lot and of you're going to introduce them in the 11th hour? Yeah, a lot of the second film feels like filler. It is filler. It's just a lot of wasting time until we get to the big fight. Yeah, which is <laughs> hey not now. a real fight. Hey, now. <laughs> But it's funny. How do we get from just witnesses? Carlisle just wants people to see yeah. him talk to the Volturi to a fight. Well, you know, you may think it's a long conversation, a big argument, some back and forth, some pros and cons, making a list for about three, four days. Mm-hmm. Mm, it actually just takes Edward saying, hey, we should fight. I've had enough. And everyone says, that sounds like a good idea. We're down. <laughs> We're down. When right before everyone was saying, we cannot fight the Volturi, mm-hmm. this is terrible. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, shit. That baby's terrifying. Yeah. Anyways, you <laughs> wanted to fight? That sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah. And the whole issue, like why the Volturi wanted to come in and kill this kid is because they don't understand that she is not an immortal child. Right. Yes. Because as you said... That dumb family member, cousin, she... Irina. Yeah, she sees this baby and immediately goes and narks. Yep. And says, oh, this is a mortal child. She gets her comeuppance. Yeah, well, she's also bitter because her mom got killed for the oh, same thing. yeah. So. She's just bitter, though. I mean, she's a bitter bitch. Not everything's her, about I mean, her, you. Yeah, but her life has kind of been shitty. Not she watched her mom her. get killed and then she her Kid partner got, got killed and then... Yeah, but he was also, again... But she she accepted her fate, right? She mm-hmm. was like, I take full responsibility. She knew. She was like, hey, man, hey, anyone could have made that mistake. It's on me. It's on That's me. my B, man. Take my arms and legs. And, and my, my head. head. 
Really, um, really briefly, Bella, what's her power when she's a vampire X-Men? She's a shield. She's a shield. The most passive ability. Everyone else yeah. gets cool. One dude makes poison smoke. Uh, Alec Ooh. is OP, man. Insane. He's scary. Rami Malik is legitimately the avatar. Yep. Jasper can control emotions. Edward can read minds. Bella just stops things from happening. Her her power is literally be as boring as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and then nothing can hurt you. That's it. Of course. I, I feel like it goes back to the Mormon thing. Absolutely. Of, and I've never been Mormon or anything. Really? No, yeah, you'd huh. be surprised. Spoiler. Being raised as a Catholic, I've never been Mormon. Hmm. But um, Not that, from what I've yeah. learned from you... I feel like it goes back to the whole women are passive, you know, the yeah. men are strong, women do this, this, and this. And Bella just fits that role once again yep. in her shield ability. Mm-hmm. Which so, she, like, learns how to project, which is useful. I mean, I everybody mean, needs something on, everybody needs someone on the field that can help them out health wise. The drummer guy. Oh! Were you alluding to a drummer boy in the Revolutionary <laughs> yeah. War? We go, man. Do, 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 do. Uh, uh. But how is that a shield? <laughs> Other than one body. Because he takes one bullet. Oh, my God. And then that's the guy behind shield. him says, oh, that's a good shield. And then he picks up the drum and, and he becomes he the drummer boy. Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know why that's a funny death sound it's to so me. so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, she can project her shield. She could project her shield. You know, another funny thing about Bella is... Nothing. She's an idiot. Yes. But apparently the smartest person... In the room. Because Alice leaves a message for her that is not hard to figure out at all. No, it's literally like an escape room puzzle. Oh. Yeah, before we get to the last two big parts. Yeah. Which one of them is not that big is Michael Sheen. And how much fun he had. I mean, he's a cutie. Yes. He deserves some praise. But before we get there, we got to give Edward his due, his credit. Yeah. There's a very small moment where a bunch of the witnesses, the vampires, they're talking about their past, things that they've experienced from having a long life. And Edward looks at them. He's standing with Carlisle and he says, I've damned everyone because I love Bella, which, you know, is a lot of weight to hold. For sure. But he's realizing my love could get everyone killed. Pretty much saying sorry. Then he looks at Carlisle and he thanks him for the amazing life that he gave him. Mm -hmm. Which is very sweet. For sure. Especially, you know, if you think about it from the parents' perspective, I'm sure Carlisle felt amazingly proud in that moment. For sure. So good for Edward. He's come so far from the dick he was in the original. Oh my god. He was an absolute monster in the first film. Yeah, to just being like a sweet father. Nice good guy at the end. So let's get to Michael Sheen. He's so cute. Talk him up. You love him. I love him. I love him. his acting in this film. He does such a good job. Michael Sheen is the actor that plays Aro. 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 The guy, the Volturi with the long black hair. And he's like the main big bad. And he is, he has so much fun. He's got such an expressive face. Oh, yeah. You know that he like signed on to this project. He's like, oh, I'm not taking this shit seriously at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm Look how big my eyes fun. are. You see how wide my eyes are? You see how white my teeth are? Fascinating. Fascinating. I love it. His teeth were white as hell. Yeah, they're very white. <laughs> which, until he drinks someone, then That's they're red. Fine. But it's fine. Michael Sheen, like, in 
in a few interviews or like conversations I've seen him having with other actors or interviewers or whatnot, he's very happy he was part of the project. Apparently, he had a great time. Had a, I can tell. Had a blast. You he's can smiling see it. like through all of his acting yeah. because he's he gets to play a, a kooky dude, which is pretty fun. Yeah, it's always fun when you see actors say, "I'm just gonna go for it." Absolutely. And you can tell he's having fun, as you said. Everything he does at the end when he's talking to Renesmee, the child, yeah. and seeing her powers and seeing that she's, you know, not an immortal child, mm-hmm. he's just bright-eyed. He is shook. Amazed. Yeah. I, I got to imagine everyone, when he was on set that day, they were all laughing and being like, look at this man. He's just he's acting. He's having a blast. Acting. You know? Love it. I can, I, yeah. That has to be amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. And... It's so fun because I feel like the the big bads, they're very heavy yeah. and like not fun to deal with. Yeah. Because they're, su- they're supposed to be adversarial. But Arrow is scary and funny at the same time. Right. It's like, who is this weirdo? Oh, my True. God. But he's also very intimidating. Yeah. It's almost like a Joker type. Definitely. You know? I can definitely see an influence of that. But he's, I mean, I, I, his brain's probably broken. After yeah. all this time, he's been alive, you know? So anything out of the ordinary must be the most exciting thing in the world to him. Yeah. Because he's seen it all. It's true. Wow, Michael Sheen. Shouts out to you, dude. Michael Sheen. Crushed it. And he plays the the most important part Yeah. in the big fight. Or is it? <laughs> what, what did I call it? The big fight that didn't really happen. I call it the swerve of the century. Yeah. Can you... Download it. Can you tell us how was it to be in the theater? Because I can only imagine. Because this, I'll start you off with this. Okay. This big fight does not happen in the books. No. So it's totally made up for the film. Yep. And I think it's amazing. It's so good. The sequencing is amazing. So to set the scene in the theater, midnight premiere, everybody's decked out in the garb. You know, we're a little smelly. It's fine. We've been sitting in line for a bit. You know, popcorn. Ooh, Ooh that, sounds fed. That under sound the effects. chair people, popcorn. People, people, <laughs> people munching on snacks. They're they're excited. It. You see the Volturi lineup, and you see Alice approach, and like have her mind read by Aro, and then she says, "You're. We can't change your mind no matter what." And then we're like, "Wait a second, what?" And then Alice like turns back, and then she says now and then signals the battle of the century which didn't happen we had no idea this was going to happen in the the film because we didn't know what happened in the the mind of alice at all but basically what happens is shit goes sideways fast the wolves the wolves charge in they form the the phalanx well before that huh Carlisle runs in. Oh, right. Carlisle does run in first. So Carlisle runs in first and takes on Aro because, you know, they're both like heads of the team, basically. So they head, they go off and they tackle midair and Aro gets him by the head and then he lands and Carlisle is like limp on the ground. And then it's revealed that Aro is holding Carlisle's head. What was that like? Oh, my God. The entire theater screamed. No. It was either a gasp, like a, or like a, 
no like people were pissed yeah. because everybody loved carlisle and he's like the big dad of the franchise so it's like oh hell no and i remember i distinctly remember i just got full body goosebumps i was like Ooh. no it was just like this dread that like hit my stomach and then everything just took off from there and it was just so sad and scary because we were like wait what the hell is happening yeah. they're gonna change the end of this book right which is amazing yeah it was like because spoiler alert the book is boring as hell oh, the book no the way. end of the book is really boring <laughs> so we were like wait a second what's they're changing like, our they reality change it? Yeah. yeah because we you know we went in with the expectation oh like nothing's gonna happen da, 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 the end <laughs> but then we were like oh fuck like people are dying right like we see obviously carlisle die but major characters my dog jasper takes the ultimate l yep he gets karate chopped and his head falls off mm-hmm. uh we see leah the wolf she dies leah, the wolf that dies was sad. seth dies seth the little boy little wolf boy dies wolf, yeah. sweet boy uh renee renee no, esme. esme yeah carlisle's esme. wife yeah, Carlisle. dies mm-hmm. so many i mean all the Volturi yeah, die. They're gone. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. Our- <laughs> what? The, the tallest, like, most oh, emo. Yeah. Oh, there's Volturi. two moments. Oh, my At God. the beginning, I forgot I needed to say it. Yeah. But when Michael Sheen is talking and he says... To the blonde Volturi. To the blonde Volturi guy. The trio. That the immortal child isn't actually an immortal child, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this guy just yells out artifice artifice with all the conviction it was very anyone good. could muster it's been stuck in my head ever since it's so funny but then the other head volturi guy during the big fight when everyone's he's fighting and getting anything. killed he's just standing there like he's done the whole franchise he's very good at holding then, still <laughs> and looking sad and yeah and dead. then all of a sudden he just says finally and then just gets ripped apart. They they twist him <laughs> like a piece of licorice. Yeah. Because somebody grabs one arm and then the other person grabs the other arm and just like twists his spine. And then there goes his head. Like the top of the Kool-Aid thing. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back. It all comes back to Kool-Aid. This man did not want to live. He'd been he alive for like 2,000 years. And he'd been waiting. Oh, yeah. First opportunity, he said, just take me. Ugh, about damn time. But the fight happens again. I mean, you're seeing people yeah. die. Everyone in the theater We're like thinks. We're looking at each other like, what is, is going on? Is this really happening? Oh, my God. Yeah. And everybody's just like, <gasps> like bated breath. Like, you don't know what's going on. And then the fight scene ends with Aro, his head getting ripped off and then being lit on fire by Bella. Yeah. And then it zooms out. And then it's revealed that was actually Alice's vision that whole time. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, it was so satisfying. Yeah. It was like, oh, they got us. They got our ass. It was yeah. so good. I think it's a great way to add life. To a stale to ass that piece of bread that, that was this film. Dull. Yeah. Because for everyone there in universe, they didn't see anything. No. But, you know, having the audience see what could have been mm-hmm. is a great way to add life to that to show hey in this dull moment in the book i feel like it almost makes the book better retroactively yeah if you sure. take that as like that's what he saw that's canon yeah that's crazy mm-hmm. and I it, and i think from the studio or the director's perspective if i try it i have to believe someone said we need to do something different because there's no reason to have a second 
movie. Yeah. So that's probably a big reason why they did it. Yep. Some big action sequence to show the second part is justified. Yeah. Because you get this. Yeah. Well, and the fight scene was genuinely fun. It was good. The fights in these franchises have been good. Yeah. You it's, know. They're entertaining. They're well choreographed. They're pretty inventive. Yeah. We get some WWE moves in there. Yeah. That's a all good time. the vampires and wolves do cool moves yeah. and like, yeah, cool tag team moves. Yeah. I don't know. It was a great choice. It was super fun to experience in the theater. Right. It was a great time. And then at the end, we just have to say, it's a deus ex machina. Oh, yeah. Alice again reveals, hey, I found this other hybrid. Yep. The half he, wolf. Yeah. I mean, half, not oh. wolf, not wolf, half vampire, half human. Yes. He's from Brazil, some tribe in mm-hmm. Brazil. He comes up, says, hey, we grow fast. I'm 150 years old, though. So that makes Edward and Bella be like, oh, we're going to have a daughter for a, a while. Time. Even though it'll be a blink compared to forever. But we're going to have a child for forever. At least that, at least she'll live for Jake's lifetime. Right. And they thought she was going to die in like a month. Well, yeah. When you have a rapidly aging person. <laughs> right. He says they reach maturity by the age of seven. She was pretty much a full adult in seven years. And uh, yeah, but it's still a deus ex machina because it's just another thing that Here's this that you never knew about that was never set up. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's your solution for this problem. Yep. And uh, that's it. It's very funny, though, because Aro, he sees this. He's, he's convinced. Like, oh, damn. He says, hey, uh, I think we need to leave. The blonde guy pretty much like, what are we doing? Why are we not Why fighting? Why do we even come here if we're not going to destroy these people? And then Aro's just like, hey, I don't want to die. <laughs> this guy right here does, though. <laughs> this, this fake. I've seen him. I've seen this guy give up. Yep. And then they just walk off. Things are gooch. Mm-hmm. And before we get to our final wrap up, do want to have these last little sweet parts because Alice, she sees the vision of Bella Edward walking up to, I'll say his name, Jacob. Wow. And Renesme. In the future, she's old they're standing nice yeah, she's together. older she's like 25 or and something. it's just alice sees a vision of them being happy in mm-hmm. the future which is sweet and then the sweetest moment is which is also confusing at the end bella says hey i made you something edward's like what what did you make me and bella somehow shows him a montage she now has her daughter's powers she has yeah but she also has built in video editing software in her <laughs> mind and she makes a nice montage of the whole franchise the whole film franchise i love the fan service for moment. edward it's fan service good. it's i can only imagine in the theater oh, i was i was everyone weeping. was crying it's set to the beautiful song what's it called a thousand years by christina perry shouts out christina perry it's beautiful and then it ends curtain call everyone in the franchise gets their their uh what's it called their curtain call yeah they get their moment their in moment the credits with their name and yeah it's like what they did at the end of the avengers franchise yeah. although not as good not as good <clears throat> and that my friends is twilight we did the saga baby we did the saga let's go for the whole crux of this podcast why why talk about twilight what about twilight affected us either both of us or one half of us to the point that we love it Mm -hmm. 
to the point where we develop we a codependent relationship with it. Developed a show dependent relationship oh. with it. I'm going to go first myself and just say I did not have a relationship with this movie, this franchise at all prior to Kayla introducing it to my life mm-hmm. three years ago. As you've seen in these last few episodes, I did not watch them when they came out, was not interested in them at all. I believe I've said I never expected to actually watch any of these movies, but I'm happy that I did. And I do find value in them. You know, yes, they're YA. Yes, they're cheesy. Yes, the first one is a B movie. Woof. New Moon is big, sad. Eclipse gets better, but it's still like edgy. You know, it's just YA trope after YA trope. But there's a lot of good things that happen in these. In terms of my relationship with these, I believe now it sort of feels like an old friend. Aww. You don't see them all the time. You don't text them. But when you see them, when we dust off the DVDs <laughs> and watch Twilight again, it's a fun time. Mm-hmm. It's definitely affected my life. I've added new quotes you know (laughs) bella (laughs) bella just things that i think of and can think oh that's from twilight or oh that's like twilight oh look at that we got robert pattinson out of this Mm, yeah we did amazing and he's an amazing actor Mm -hmm. very excited to see what he's doing batman very excited for that so some things up for myself i think these movies are 100 percent worth watching i have added new memories new jokes just more fun into my life by having watched these films. And I'm going to throw it over to my other half for her to give you her summation. Why is Twilight so important to your life? Because you're the reason we did this. Aren't I though? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really interesting how um, like generational media is. And I think that's something that we're going to discover as we explore more. And we talk about things together whether that's movies or film or music but how this this franchise and these books really did shape a lot of the thought processes and feelings of a whole group of people because i really did experience twilight in its full grandeur right i got to read them and see them and fully and deeply experiencing them with myself and my friends and people all over the world that fell in love with this franchise and these characters so it was like a really it was the first experience i ever had of being a part of a fandom so it was it was groundbreaking in that sense for me to have a community that understood like these deep feelings that we were all feeling for these characters so that was probably the best takeaway that i had and the worst, but also, like, groundbreaking thing that this franchise has brought me is the ability to be okay with having made mistakes. Because in retrospect, this franchise does a lot of things very bad for mental health and, like, rational thinking and mapping out what a healthy relationship with a partner should be. But in the same breath, by having that stencil and being able to look back on it, I'm able to now as an adult find the red flags, find the things that are not real, find the things that 
are real and the things that do bring value to relationships and the things that should never be tolerated within those. So I think that it's, you know, it's a cheesy movie. It's, you're not, it's not very supposed to be something that we take too seriously. It's literally about vampires. So it's, it's been interesting, especially with this watch through with you to be able to accept the fact that, and this is a reoccurring theme with a lot of things that we experience together, but accept the fact that not everything has to be great. Not everything has to be Oscar worthy or perfectly done. Sometimes it's awesome to just shut your brain off and have a good time. And I think that's what kind of coming into this part of our lives is becoming is learning like, yeah, there's times to be serious, but it's also not worth it if you're not willing to have fun along the way. So I think that my relationship with this franchise has definitely changed from the time that I've consumed it for the first time to now. And I've got a lot of really good feelings about this franchise in retrospect. And I love Twilight. Stephanie Myers did an amazing thing. Was it great? Was it perfect? No. But it was an awesome experience to have, especially as a young person. And it was something that I am really grateful for. And it's brought a lot of joy to my life. And I'm happy that we were able to share that together. <laughs> Yay. 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 <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. Of I know course. it was very heartfelt. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt very nice. I was like, oh, yeah. Listening to you talk about it. Oh, thanks. It's good. It's good to get that sense of community. Mm-hmm. To feel like you're a part of something bigger. For sure. Even if the thing is dumb. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's dumb, but sometimes isn't that the best thing? Absolutely. Right? We only have so long on this earth. We might as well just be silly for a while. Might as well have fun with it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, everyone, that is it. Our dear listeners in India. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. We don't know where you came from. Thank, thank you very you. <laughs> much, our dear listeners anywhere in the globe thank you for going on this journey with us took a little trip to forks washington within the twilight franchise if you liked what you heard and you want more please follow download and spread the word to anyone you feel would enjoy what we do here you can find show dependent on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts you can follow the podcast on twitter and instagram at show dependent pod that is s-h-o-d-e-p-e and good lord <laughs> i don't know what happened learn there. to spell let's try that again okay that is at s-h-o dependent pod if you would like to follow myself eddie aka victor v sweet you can do so at Twitter and Twitch at Victor V Sweet. Kayla, where can they find you? In your dreams. <laughs> Just kidding. You can find me on Twitter as well, and you can find me under my other name, which is DJ Vivich. And sometimes you're on stream with me. Occasionally. Yep. If you are lucky enough oh. to have me as a guest, then yes, I can be on stream. Thank you. Of course. It's my pleasure. Well, guess what? A little teaser. We finished the Twilight Saga. We did. You'll wonder, what's next? What are, where are they now? What are they doing? Where are they going? We'll we, tell you where. <laughs> we got a doozy for you. Because Twilight, 
was big for Kayla, but what was big for me? I know, Eddie. What was? Only the greatest sports documentary of all time. Space Jam. Oh, mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> come on and slam. And welcome to the jam. Damn. And since the newest one is coming out, guess what? We're not only going to talk about the original, but we're also going to watch and talk and throw some thoughts about the brand new Space Jam that is coming out as well. So we hope to see you next time. And remember, no no measure measure of of time time with with you will will ever be be enough. enough. But But let's let's start start with forever. forever.